Hello, everybody. Welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. I'm actually on the road today at the incredible Art Center College of Design, who have been very, very gracious to host me as I talk to one of the instructors here at uh, Art Center, Jeff Velasco. Thank you, I will say, for taking some time out of your very busy, hectic schedule. You're and, welcome. And stepping out of the classroom from your students <laughs> so you can have a quick chat to me. Yeah, no problem. So, Jeff, let's uh, start. Can I ask, talk about what your role is here at Art Center? Uh, for the last probably decade, it's been uh, Visual Communications 4, uh, which is basically in, uh, would be a sophomore class in the regular college curriculum, I would think, um, teaching visual communications, which is basically um, how to uh, communicate your ideas, uh, r draw, render the car, so you can communicate your ideas uh, clearly uh, and your design intent um, so that uh, people can make a, a, a proper evaluation of uh, your design. Okay, and then how did you come about to be here, I will say, here at doing that role here at Art Center? Well, I went to CCS, mm -hmm. which is an uh, uh, art center competitor in Detroit. Um, after school, I went to work at GM in Detroit and then uh, got out here. I was offered a job from BMW and came out here two years later. And um, pretty much about a year or two after I started at BMW, I came and interviewed for a job here. And that's 16 years ago. So. This will be my 17th year, I think, at, at Art Center. Um, and during that time, I've taught not just VizCom, but other classes. But I think for the last decade, it's been essentially VizCom 4. And, and what is it that you enjoy about teaching here? Well, um, I'm still, you know, even after all this time, I'm still uh, somebody who gets excited about cool uh, design work. Um, I'm still, um, you know, still feel excitement and when I see something a design or a sketch that's really cool if it's great artwork if it's good design um, so when I have a good class or have some some good students um, uh, my drive to here is two hours because <laughs> uh, I, I come, mean it's Los Angeles yes yeah, so. well I, I I work in, Ir in Irvine Ooh, and, yeah. and so I I take I, two hours or I leave work two hours early to come here um, and when the students are good or they put their heart and soul into it then and their work you walk in and you, you your jaw drops that makes that all you know rewarding but um, you know sometimes it's not sometimes you they're not putting in their heart and soul and you you're a little sad sure you know? and uh, so I mean are you more of I guess how did you start I will say if we take a little step back into initially what was it that drove you to go to pursue a, a career in design wow uh, you know what this is going to be a very common believe it or not a very common uh, story um, I'm from Atlanta Georgia um, most people down there have no idea and I sure didn't um, that you could be a car designer um, people who live here or live in Detroit uh, are exposed to um, the car design world, um, and they sometimes take classes in high school at the college. They, you know, they have an art center night here, and they CCS has something similar. Um, and uh, for me, it was, you know, going three years to a regular college, not really um, excited about anything. You know, it was just, you know, try this out, try that out. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be 
my whole life doing this. Statistics, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to do this, do that, and the other. And then um, just by chance, uh, Auto Week had an a article about Art Center and CCS. Um, it was like a, one of those little sidebar articles. Mm -hmm. in, in a, and uh, and that would have been in a magazine, right, back then? In a magazine. And it had a couple of pictures. It described the two schools briefly. had a couple of sketches, pictures of sketches, and like a model. And I said, that's it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to get into this. And uh, wrote a letter to my father, told him, um, you know, this is what I want to do. Luckily, he was a car person. So um, I said, I, I don't want you to think you wasted all this, you know, money and everything to call for college, but this is what I want to do. And I dropped out of school, spent a term doing my portfolio, uh, sent it in, and that was it. And then, so how does that differ, say, for example, when you went to school to, to start on your career, so to speak? How does that, do you find that the difference now and the students now when they come into it? Well, everything is digital now. That's okay. the biggest change. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a night and day, really, the resources that they have. And also the amount of information that they have to learn is actually, I believe, uh, uh, much more than, than I did uh, because the students are expected to... Uh, learned a lot of digital modeling programs that were basically in their infancy when I was in school. I mean, we didn't have the internet back then. I mean, that's how long ago it's been. So um, we, were, we you know, dipped our toes into the digital modeling process, but it's not as immersive as it is now. And they have to do that in conjunction with all the other classes and electives they have to do. It's a lot. And then, so how do you see, uh, for example, when you went through uh, to what it is now. I mean, you say, obviously, with them having to learn more in the digital world, are you having to, like, under, is this where you get, find you get blown away by some of the work that comes through or that things like I, that? I have had to t learn the digital world. So, I mean, not just the sketching program, Photoshop, which is what we use in class. I'm talking about digital modeling like Alias or Maya, polygon modeling. Um, my job at Hyundai, they have already sent me, had, I've had training in both those and spent a week in San Francisco doing Alias training. They had somebody come from Germany to teach us all Maya, all the designers. So um, we've, you know, even somebody like me who kind of fought it for a long time. For a long time, my class, even though people were going digital, I kept forcing the students to draw on paper. And eventually, after a while, you just say, you know what, you can't stop the tide. And this is just the way it is. And um, they're used to this. This is how they're grown up. And, um, you know, either I have to adapt or, or you know, I wouldn't be able to keep up, but uh, luckily, um, it's been uh, the opposite of what I thought. I thought I was going to hate the digital modeling stuff, and now it's been a, a huge um, eye-opening, uh, just a recharge in my career because just the fact that you're in charge now of something that somebody else used to do for you, but now you do it, and you know there's no excuses. It's there. And then, does this with the the 3D modeling? Is then is the next step? Is the like the augmented reality and the virtual reality? Is that the next step, or how they that's are working they now? are working on that? And we have already, you know, there are two companies. We've already kind of had a demo demonstration on on one of them at work where you are designing in 3D wearing VR goggles, and you wear you you have these joysticks in your hand with buttons uh, eventually I'm sure it'll be gloves like they have on Minority Report but it's exactly like that where you're basically able to drag an entire section in 3D standing up um, I don't know if I don't know if that's the future I don't know 
what staring into a screen that close for eight hours a day is going to do to your eyes, but um, you know that's coming. Hopefully, if, when they do figure that out, they figure out someone else can figure out how to fix those eyes yes. after those eight yeah. hours a day. Yeah. So then, um, and then what does? How do you find that when you have those students in your class, and when they move on to different things, or when you see them out and they they finish, for example, their schooling here, where does that set? Uh, where does Art Center, for example, set people up to to move forward to? Well, um, believe it or not. 80% of the designers in my studio right now were, were my students at one point. Uh, so it's, it's really rewarding for me that those students that um, I taught uh, were able to get jobs and are very successful. Um, I think that, you know, car design is a incredibly specialized field. It, it, there's just not, there's more neurosurgeons than there are car designers. By a, probably by a lot, a lot. Um, and so I think that Art Center, the goal, and I think what they're successful in is that they're able to um, get, they get, they get the best talent. And in eight terms, I believe that um, the, the people who graduate are going to grad, the ones that make it are the ones that are going to have the skills and the ability to um, get a job uh, somewhere in car design. And uh, the world in that, in that regard has changed too because there are far more places to get design, car design jobs than there were when I was in school. Uh, not only do they have the major car companies, but you have a, probably about 10 electric car startups here in Los Angeles or in California in general. Um, and then you have the Chinese who are willing to hire and are trying to hire um, anybody and everybody. To, to come there for a ton of money. So students have a really, um, you know, they have a lot of opportunities compared to when I was in school. And then uh, as you've been through your, coming on to your 17th year, now, are you seeing any difference in the way that the students are looking at things or, or designing when they come through? I mean, obviously there's the made the change and the switch over to the digital, but is there anything, what the, is the premise moving now? Obviously we've got these new technologies coming through with electric cars. How is that? shaping the design, I would say, of the future? I think it's probably, um, I think that it's coming very quickly. No, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think that that's, uh, autonomous cars will, will be here, but, it, you know, it's one of those things where they're not, it's not going to be overnight. And, um, you know, the students, I think, are preparing for that. Um, but I think my job is also to remind them that, you know, um, they're probably going to be drawing and designing cars for people that are going to be driving when they get out of school. That's, it's, you know, and that uh, they still have to have some real um, life considerations for people. I mean, you know, a lot of uh, designs that students do for autonomous cars have no windows, right? And that sounds cool and it looks cool, but um, coming from somebody who gets motion sickness just from sitting in the back seat, I know that if I wasn't able to see out the, out of the car, it would be a, a nightmare for me. Yeah. So I, I just think that you know, human beings are still going to have to be comfortable in the car, regardless if there's a steering wheel or not. And um, those considerations have to still be met. My wife is very happy hearing you. When she hears this, I should say, with you saying we should have the windows still, because she too gets very very motion sick. Yes. When she sits yeah. in the back seat, it's awful. If you, if you don't, if you if you've never gotten motion sick, if you're not that kind of person, you're. You don't know how lucky you are. You yeah. Know, so, but then I also wanted to touch on a little bit on on your career when you first stepped out. I will say into the design world and, and how 
you've progressed through those different companies that you work for, if that's okay to touch on briefly. Yeah, sure. So, so where did you start out once you completed your studying, and then where did you go to first from there? Uh, General Motors in Detroit, yeah. And then how was your time at General Motors when you came straight out of school? What were you focused on, or what was it that you, what the area that you... You know what? You know, you're fill, full of all um, bravado. I want to say a couple other words, but I'm not going to. But, you know, you're, you're, I think you're coming out of school a bit arrogant and a little bit thinking you know um, everything. Uh, and... You end up going someplace that has a very rich history, and you start competing with people in the studio who, whose skills are, are tremendous, and you realize that you know you don't know very much at all. And in fact, the GM at the time, they any new hire was attached to a mentor, which I think, quite frankly, would be a great thing for. I don't know if they still do it, but I think every company should for somebody that who just got out of school, not to just to throw them in the deep end without having that, that uh, mentor relationship for, I think it's for a year or something like that. Um, and I think it's, it was really a, a huge learning experience for me. I, I, I did enjoy it. I, you know, at GM back then there was seven or eight brands. I mean, it was before they chopped, uh, they cut Pontiac or, or, um, Saturn or, uh, Oldsmobile. So, you know, we, we were able to work on a variety of things. In two years, I was able to work on a variety of different, very different mark, uh, cars that focused on you know, very different uh, markets. So I enjoyed it, but um, I'm from Atlanta. I mean, it's mostly warm there. It's not warm there right now, but um, I definitely wanted to get to a warmer climate. And, and let's be honest, Detroit can be a little bit cold occasionally. I was there for six years. It can be really cold. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but uh, right now. I mean, I, I've... I've got stories, uh, and you know, it just—I just wanted to get to a warmer climate, and uh, but I have nothing negative to say. I thought GM was a great, a great experience. And then, so in that search for a warmer climate, then where did it take you next from moving on from Detroit? There's only one place. There's no car design anywhere else in the country. It's so, California or Detroit. That's it. And so, where was it that who? Uh, where did you go to here in California? Um, somebody at, in, at GM that. Um, I became friends with was an, he was the same age as my mentor, but they were they were both they both were kind of took me under their wing. Um, they used to work at the GM studio here in California before the, the old one, not the new one, and it was near BMW. And a lot of the people who the modelers who worked at that GM studio um, when this, when it shut down went to G, to DesignWorks BMW. So I contacted one of those guys, and he gave me. Um, Henrik Fisker's phone number and I called him and we had a talk on the phone and he said well I don't have headcount right now but you know let's keep in touch and for the next year I kept bothering him probably about once a month I would say and then uh, after that he gave me a job offer so that was I packed up my stuff I sold my house to the guy the designer who sat right next to me okay that was I, I, I said listen I'm quitting do you want the house? I just I just bought it like eight months ago. I go. I don't want to make any money on this. I'll just we'll just you know, same thing. Same, same. thing. Push same, across push right there. And I think he still lives in the house. Yeah. So, yeah. You, and obviously, if he still lives in the house, you hopefully still keep in contact with him. No, somebody uh, told me he was still living there. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a, a long time, but I, you know, it's like I was saying before. There's not many car designers. We're not separated by six degrees of separation. It's like two, maybe. You know, everybody knows somebody at, at mm -hmm. some studio. Um, and so, uh, 
Yeah, it was cool. Came out here, packed up my stuff, U-Haul, put my car on the trailer behind it and drove out. That was it. And then what were some of the projects in there you got to work on then at BMW in the time there? Pretty much, you know, after 12 years there, we pretty much on everything, you know. I think initially the most uh, influence I had was probably on the X3 and SUVs because we were getting into that. But, um, you know, you know, every, it's, it, you know, I don't know how you, if you know the design process, but every, as soon as a, as soon as a car comes on the road, we've begun designing the next, mo the same model for the next five, four or five years from now. So it's just this continuous, you know, um, uh, push, a revolving door all the time, never ends. So it's like an evolution, I guess, would you say, of sorts? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, um, there's the core cars, of course, but then there's also um, the cars that, that come out that are new, like the X6 was new, the, the, the one series. Um, and then, you know, one of the things I think most people outside of the design world don't realize is there's a lot of models that are done internally that um, just are never shown. Um, and they go to the competitions and they compete with the other cars. And it, it, it's not that they didn't lose because they were the bad one, but just that the that the other one was the one that was the most right for the people who were making the decision. So um, GM at the time when I was there used to do two internal shows a year and they did about 11 or 12 show cars internally. Not, not, not when I say show cars, I don't mean like the ones that cost two or three million dollars. I'm talking about a, a, a painted foam model that looks real and then do a, an evaluation. I don't know if they still do that. And and BMW did something similar too uh, at the time. I don't know if they still do it either, but um, they certainly do try to, when I was there, uh, try to broaden their portfolio and you know put some really wild things mm -hmm. out there. And back then they used to go to um, First and Felbrook. It was a, it's a um, uh, military uh, air base. Mm -hmm. That's, I think it's where the Olympic thing happened with uh, Munich, you mm -hmm. know, that thing. And, um, BMW just because no, nobody could fly over, so they could uh, you know evaluate all the cars, the future line of cars, everything at, at, at there. So yeah, it was cool. And then you decided to keep it local. Then obviously with the car design here in California, I went to Munich for a couple of years. Okay, uh, and uh, had a great time. Loved it. Uh, it was one of the highlights of my life and career actually, because you know I've never really been to Europe and, and when you're in Munich you're actually in the middle of it and you can go everywhere and just you know weekend you can go to Italy so it's 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 a it's great um but uh you know like I said you know there's there's here and there's Detroit if you're gonna live in the U.S. and so when I came back here um two of my roommates uh from college uh worked at Hyundai mm -hmm. and um we were talking and uh Next thing you know, I'm down there. And uh, six months later, my boss from BMW came to Hyundai as well. He's my boss now, so it's my boss twice. Okay. Yeah. So you must like it then. Oh, you must like him. Hopefully, you both like each other. Then if he's boss well, twice. After knowing him for 20 years, we've we we like each other. That's all right, and that's good. And then, so um, when? How far back was it then? You've been at Hyundai, Hyundai, as I, think, I say it now. I, I think it may be my seventh or eighth year there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then it was the 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 crossover. You'd already been here back at Art Center when you made the transition between the two? Yeah, I've been at Art Center since 2001, I believe. So it's 2002, it's been a long, a long time. And then um, if you just tell us if you could maybe sort of uh, elaborate a little bit more on the design process because I know obviously that 
some people, some of our listeners may not know exactly how a design work comes about, whether it's done by one person or a group of people or a conglomerate. Or Are you able to elaborate a little bit more on how that sort of works? Well, I think it's very different depending on the company. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I, I would say at GM and at uh, Hyundai, it, it's a collaborative, collaborative effort. Um, there's usually a lead designer that, that whose de initial design was was chosen from a sketch, from a, from a rendering. Um, but I think the future will, will not be a rendering. It'll be a, a rough digital model, like a quick model that mm -hmm. you can look at in 3D. I think that's just getting quicker and quicker. And then um, usually there's two or three other people that are on the, that, that are like the wingmen that are there to, to support and to throw ideas in there. And, and sometimes a car will come out and it'll be the front from this guy and it'll be the side from this guy just because that's the way they, the, the, the best design evolved from. Um, at the time, BMW was more individualistic. Um, you were definitely on your own. Um, but I don't know if that's still the same. I mean, it's been a long time. It's been 12 years. I mean, not 12, but eight years. Um, but I think that it's the collaborative thing, is, I think, is um, I think it's a very good thing because um, you're part of a team and uh, everybody contributes. And you're able to, I think, get to a, um, a really a good resolution, especially if you're trying to do something really new or, you know, or fresh. So. And then with that being the case, does this mean that uh, with the technology changing, for example, with the digital modeling and with the, the VR coming into play, so to speak, will that mean that, um, should we say, that design will have to always be staying, like, for example, in California, or is it giving the opportunity now where things can move around with it being everything being up in the cloud, so to speak. You know, I've wondered that for my whole life. Uh, why nobody's opened up a studio, say, in Austin or or Florida or something? I I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen because I think that there's uh, a car culture here and there's uh, all the ancillary um, support for a car uh, studio here. Um, you have two or three shops that do show cars, concept cars. They're here. Um, so, you know, and, and of course in Detroit that's similar thing. Um, but, you know, even some of the guys in Detroit, they send their cars here to, to get built, the show cars, the concept cars. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have never seen an inclination for them to, for anyone to open a studio somewhere else. So, um, you know, all this, the electric car startups, whether they're the Chinese ones that are here, or the Rivian who's in Detroit, um, they all still stayed one of the two places. So. And then I guess also you have things like the Art Center as well in Southern California, not overall. Sure. I mean, but there's also, you know, the two, the two that have been known the most, of course, were CCS and Art Center, but you have the, the Art Academy in, in San Francisco. I think Cleveland and Cincinnati both do have a um, car program. Um, I mean, somebody who works with us is from Cincinnati. Um, so I, I know that. And then, of course, there's the schools in, in Europe and in Asia. So there's there are um, other places. I think right now the the biggest opportunities for car designers are in China, um, as far as you know, um, uh, the 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 salaries that are being paid and the bonuses and the perks and all that kind of stuff. But it's a it's definitely a big leap. You know. And what do you mean by a big leap? Just in the monetary, uh, the financial benefit, I well, could say. Well, the, the financial benefit is is, is huge. But it's also, you know, if, if you're a young ki guy out of school, um, no family, 
no uh, no responsibilities and I think doing something like that um, would be very attractive but for me with my wife child my mother's here she's older her parents are here their babysitter you know to, to do that kind of thing is just not not practical and, and of course Southern California is a lovely place to be it is yeah but and even when you battle in two hours worth of traffic to come up here into the hills it's still it's not a bad place sure, to be sure. When when it's in summer and it's a little bit when you could get a little bit more sun in the evening and whatnot. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the 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 number one worst part of Southern California is traffic. Yeah, that's it. If you can sort of work around that, and it's not too yeah. bad. So if we drag it all the way back to the start again, if someone, if one of the listeners is looking to find out more details on the program here at Art Center, what's the best place or where should they look to find the most information? Or what would you recommend to prepare them? Well, I would definitely look at the website. Um, I would definitely look at um, you know that when I was mentioning earlier about students is that they 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 have a lot bigger they have more things to learn, but they also have far more resources than we had. You know, like I said, we did not. I mean, the internet is a huge resource for everything, and um, you know, back then we had to go out and collect our own photographs of cars and re reference and go to the library and do Xerox copies of rent you know to check out books or buy the books, get magazines. So it was it was labor intensive um, time. And they have the ability, there's several websites, and, there's, and you can just go to Pinterest, you can go to allthesketches.com that have lots of examples of, of not only professional design, car design work, but also student work. Many of the students here have their own websites and have their own uh, Instagram stuff. I don't even know how to use that, but they, they do, you know, and they have their portfolios online. So I think that um, doing your due diligence um, to find out what... Um, it's all about if it's something that you're passionate about I mean you you know I tell my students you know it's 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 you, you need to have a passion for this and and to be successful and um, somebody I work for actually told me you kind of have to have a little bit of an obsession for it because it's um, really tough to get through the, the school here um, it's a lot of work um, it's competitive because you're always competing against other people for the, first for the internships and then for a job, but after you're done with this, when you start, you think when you get hired, all of a sudden you're hired. No, no, you're you're competing with everybody in the studio for the same project. So it's like, it's 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 a it's competitive for your lifetime. That's 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 if you are, do you want is that the kind of career you want? If it is, then you know be be prepared to um, you know uh, you know roll up your sleeves and and you know whatever eight terms you're here to really um, give it 110%. You, there's no room for um, slacking because the, the, somebody next to you isn't slacking and they're going for the same spot that you are. Well, I look, yeah. for anyone listening, I think that's fantastic advice and, and absolutely great. And again, Jeff, I'd really like to say thank you as well for you making your time and also the Art Center College of Design here for giving me the space and the time to make all this happen. So again, for anyone wanting to find out information, please head over to their website. But if anyone's listening and if you've got any questions for me, please feel free to reach out to me at No Breaking on Instagram or Facebook, or you can find us at www.nobreaking.com. And until then, next time, we'll see you. Thanks again. Bye-bye.